Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Funkaholics Podcast. And man, do I have a fucking amazing episode for you guys today. The person that I'm bringing on does stop motion with his action figurines. And for those of you guys that don't know anything about that, you're about to learn today. This guy is so cool that sometimes... I have to watch these videos when I'm at home because I'm karate chopping and doing all these moves at home. So I can't do I can't be watching these videos when I'm at work. And it just tells you guys how great this shit is. So without further ado, the Funkaholics podcast starts now. You are now listening to the Funkaholics podcast. Josh, my dude, how the heck are you, bro? Oh, man, I'm doing good, man. That, that intro, man, it put a huge smile on my face. Thank you, man. <laughs> oh, absolutely, bro. Hey, the videos that you're putting out there brings a smile to my face, so that's a high five to both of us right there. Air high five. <laughs> <laughs> right on, yeah. man. So um, one thing that I forgot to tell you, I don't know if you have a drink with you by chance, you know, water, Gatorade, whatever. Um, but you know, here at the, at the Funkaholics podcast, we do a cheers to a great episode. So I've got my little bottle of Gatorade right here with me today. So I'm going to, I got you. One second. I got you. I, I'm going to get some, uh, I got uh, some vitamin water. I'm going to get it. There we go, man. Right on. So I'm going to, I'm going to cheers to you, my bro. And thank you for coming on, giving us this time, giving us your story and, uh, yeah, cheers. To another Cheers, great episode, man. Cheers to a great episode, man. Let's do this. <laughs> All right, Josh. So I'm gonna put you in the hot seat, bro. This is this is the episode for you, bro. So talk to me, man. How did the how did the craziness start with you know what? Let's 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 start let's start with how did you start collecting? Oh, okay. Uh so man, it stems like I, I, I loved action figures as a kid. Obviously, when around teenagers' years, you know, whatever, I just grew out of it, stopped collecting. But uh, uh, I fell in love with MMA and UFC, you know. So uh, I was working at Walgreens. Oh, my buddy was working at Walgreens, and uh, he had this action figure come in. It was Chuck Liddell. And nice. I was like, oh, man, it's Chuck Liddell. It's an action figure. And it's, like, articulated. And they had Chuck Liddell, and I think it was Antonio Rodrigo Nogueira. Okay. Rodrigo. And, uh, yeah, I collected both of those action figures. Because I was like, oh, man, I, I don't, it's kind of like a blast from the past and it's something that's relevant. So um, I, I was training in MMA at the time. So I, I got those action figures and uh, they were really articulated and I was able to put them in all kinds of poses. And I, 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 it was kind of cool there. But um, I, I, while I was doing jujitsu, uh, I would spend a lot of time thinking about jujitsu, you know, just thinking about it and how to, how to do it and um, how to you know, transition to arm bars and doing all this stuff because I was getting really heavy into it. I was uh, training to actually fight and do some cage fighting. Uh, and I would uh, use those action figures, those UFC action figures, uh, to, uh, like, do slow motion for Brazilian jiu-jitsu techniques. And I would kind of learn techniques through the action figures. And I, because of that, I wanted to collect more and more than it just snowballed. Dude, that's fucking cool. That is, see... 
that's a that's what happens here on the Funkaholics podcast, man. We get those stories. I have never heard of anybody using the figurines to articulate or to learn Brazilian jiu-jitsu because I know I've got a buddy that does it and he told me, you know, just the holds, the movements, you know, all these different things, you know, that's it's a it's a lot of practice, right? Yes, indeed. Uh in terms of you know, and things can get really complicated where if you're trying to visualize it in your mind, you can get kind of lost with the, you know, this this if this leg wraps around here and that leg wraps around there and that arm is there, you can kind of lose track in your mind, you know, but with the action figures I had right in front of me, I could just kind of just go through it at my own at my own speed and that was a real advantage to me because I got really good rather quickly um using pretty much doing that yeah that's cool man did you ever tell any of the did you ever tell any of the guys uh uh you know what you were doing <laughs> uh so yeah one of my dudes like he was one of my best friends and who he was the guy who worked at walgreens uh, uh and got the action figure for me he actually became my roommate for like three and a half years and we pretty much started collecting action figures together and we were training together too so i mean i told him about it but i was the only one that was like really implementing it so okay <laughs> Hell yeah, man. That is that is fucking cool. I love that. That is that's an awesome story. Um so you talked about collecting in the past and then you got away from it. What were you collecting in the past? You kind of sound like you're from my era. Yeah, man. I so I grew up with like in the nineties with WWF and you know, like the Stone Cold and The Rock. Nice. The Rock was man, the Rock was my ah oh, man, you man, the Rock was my idol. All right. That dude was on that level. Uh, and I was collecting, you know, pretty much those wrestlers and um, and some uh, co- uh, comic books like Marvel stuff. Like I had some. Uh, I remember having uh, like uh, a really cool Captain America that uh, I actually looked it up uh, not that long ago. I had it as a kid, and it was worth a lot of money. And uh, and it was really articulated, really, really beautiful Captain America figure. And I remember as a kid, you know, you get a tantrum. I got really mad and I threw that Captain America and broke it. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's just so much pain in my heart. Uh, but yeah, it was pretty much that kind of stuff. Just that, action figures. That's cool, man. Isn't that crazy? Like, um, I know for me, like, I, I watch, I used to watch shows like The Toy Hunter and things like that. And, bro, all the shit that he's collecting, like, I used to have those toys. And then when he puts the dollar mount on there, I'm just like, oh my God. I could be a, I know. I, I could be I could be wealthy right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's for sure. I didn't know action figures cuz I, I broke a lot of action figures apart. I was sitting on a small fortune. I could I could have been if I actually took care of my action figures. I'd be sitting on a small fortune right now just collecting over the past couple of years, but well, you know. <laughs> Shit happens <laughs> though, right? Really valuable. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. Hey, at least we know that we had fun with them when we owned them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I was like, if I'm not going to make any money off it, maybe with the stop motion I can get a little return on my investment because like, I feel kind of bad having uh, sitting on all these action figures that could have been worth a lot but now aren't worth anything. Right. <laughs> yeah it's a it's a it's a funny thing and you know it just it just uh one of the things too that i i just wish that i had that mentality when i was younger was buying two and then keeping one in the in the packaging and then just you know storing it off somewhere and forgetting about it but i was just now implementing that (laughs) (laughs) same here (laughs) late learners (laughs) man for real (laughs) um 
I, I I was that type of kid, bro. Like the moment I had it in my hands, my mom had to stop me from opening it in the store, you know. So by the time we get to the car, I've got the thing busted open and already, you know, bending arms and you know doing doing things with it. What they're you know what what they were made for, you know. That's you know we we see sure. that other show, the toys that made us, and you know you get a lot of great stories from there. But um, yeah, it's uh, I just wish I was that type of collector back then. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's there's definite pros and cons to both, but uh, what, the the true thing is we learn older in age, like you said, yeah, just buy two, play with one, and uh, keep the other one in the box because you just never know what you what the Gina Carano action figure. You know, I, I saw it. Uh, have you heard about the Gina Carano action figure? The 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 one from the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian, yes, the Black Series. Yeah, yeah. What happened? I saw that in. Um, in a GameStop the week before, and I didn't buy it. Uh, and I saw the price; it jumped from twenty dollars to like three hundred and fifty, like o- pretty much overnight. Dude, the moment <sighs> that people found out that Disney had given her the boot, sales on every single figurine of her uh, Funko Pops, Black Series, Retro, everything yeah. that was made of her was like skyrocketing. Skyrocketed! I was so I was kicking myself, man. Cause I had it. I could have had it. I think there was two of them there too, dude. <laughs> so, so let me ask you, man. Do you, you know, we got to pay for this addiction somehow. You know what I mean? For sure. And you know, you and I were kind of going back and forth. You know how I was telling you, I was like, ah, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. You know, I got pulled in, and um, you know, uh, just can't find people that want to work anymore, which is really crazy right now. What's going on in the world? But how do yeah, you? Yeah, dude. <laughs> How do you, um, how do you find, or, you know, how, how do you help yourself pay for this addiction? Like, do you get into the seller's part or? I don't, I've dabbled in it, but I, I would, um, I kind of feel like a scumbag being a scalper. I, I'm like becoming what I hate. So I don't do that. I have a really well-paying IT job. Okay. Um, right on, man. So yeah, I, I pretty much fund it all myself. Very cool. Uh, I, when my, when my wife allows it now, though. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get that permission right <laughs> yeah i've had to slow it down because like she was she's cool with me for the most part but then i start collecting this uh, the storm collectibles Oof. and they're like 80 dollars a pop she's like hey hey now slow down on that yeah and i respect it you know she's she's right got I mean, we got kids coming so but uh i pretty much try to keep it to a couple hundred in a month or probably less than that but uh yeah i try to keep it low and I, I, the figures that I do get nowadays, I try to be very picky. I, I want them only for stop motion, and uh, and yeah, I'm a, the way I see it now. I'm trying to consider it an investment because I want stop motion to eventually be my full time career. You know, very cool, man. Very cool. I love that. I love that. You got a fan over here, bro, down here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So we got you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, Storm Collectibles. Oh my god. So. I was doing a lot of so this whole this whole podcast world for me and everything um, kind of caught traction when I started collecting Funko Pops. And just a little bit of history of the podcast is, you know, I started out with a couple of friends. Um, I got, you know, two of them still in the group. One of them I just kind of got rid of and, you know, shit happens, but whatever. Um, but I kind of just kept it going from there. Well, the community kind of 
expanded and I got to meet new people. Well, one of my buddies, Sal, um, is the one that got me into action figures and, you know, fake photography. So now that I've been doing that, I mean, I'm completely hooked. I love it. Well, that's what I was collecting most of. You know what I mean? Is the WWE elites and the, um, you know, the Marvel Legends. And then, you know, I'd see another figurine here and there. You know, some of the Diamond Selects. Like, I was just kind of everywhere. Ugh, bro. Mortal Kombat has been one of my jams for since... I was playing it at the arcade, the original one, and I came across the Storm Collectibles figurines and I lost it. Like, dude, talking about the 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 price on these figurines, I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's tough. <laughs> it's very tough. Uh, so I got lucky. Uh, I had I managed to get Ermac, Rain, and uh, uh, Smoke. The uh, the original Mortal Kombat three costumes, and I got those for under one hundred dollars uh, when they f- were first coming out, uh, and the prices of them now I think they're like three hundred minimum. I think yes, Storm collectibles are insane uh, for how because they only do like I think one run and then they don't produce anymore and you just got to get them otherwise you got to go through the secondhand market and it's like triple the price. Uh, like the other, I, I don't have a, a Scorpion or a Sub-Zero and honestly, I don't see, I don't think I can. <laughs> 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 I think I missed the boat. They're too, they're too, they're too crazy expensive. Yeah. They, uh, they skyrocketed, man. Uh, so because I started late, so on Big Bad Toy Store, I was able to find a couple. So I grabbed Cyrix, I grabbed, um, Scorpion at a price that I was like, you know what? Okay, this is, you know, this feels good. This is a good transaction. Sub-Zero, bro, I had to, I actually ordered him all the way from a, from a eBay, uh, an eBay seller in Panama. Oh, wow. Yeah, this dude, super cool. I mean, part of the transaction too is, you know, getting to know somebody, talking with them and everything. And this dude knew exactly what he had in his hands. So there was no... You know, let's play this will and deal game. Like, he basically told me, he's like, hey, dude, I saw you sent me an offer. He's like, this is where I'm at. I promise you, you know, this figurine is legit. I promise you, you know, this, that, you know, he goes, I will get it to you. You know, just look at my rating and everything. So, you're kidding me. Yeah. He, uh, so he, 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 I just realized I didn't put my, my phone on do not disturb and that won't let me hear you. Are you oh, freaking kidding me? <laughs> you still there? Oh no! Can I bring this back? Yeah, you should be able to come back on the moment. Were you able to uh, ignore the call? I'm gonna pause the. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna pause the the recording real quick. Let's see if we can get you back on, man. All right, just a little bit of technical difficulties there, but we got it back on track. So Josh is back here with me. Um, So yeah, dude, just like I was saying, like a couple of things on um, you know on the storm collectibles and all that. uh, Like I said, it's just uh, it's uh, uh, the seller that I got from uh, the Sub Zero from out on eBay. 
uh, out in Panama. Dude was super awesome, man. He promised everything that he said, and it actually got here surprisingly fast. So that was uh, that was the one fig that I I I went above, you know, what I what I wanted to pay for for an action figure, but. It's absolutely beautiful. I can do some great shots with him and the accessories it comes with. I mean, it's just Storm Collectibles is a whole new level when it comes to uh, to action figures. So, yeah, they absolutely are. I mean, even when it comes to stop motion, too. Uh, of all the uh, figures uh, in terms of companies, Marvel, WWE, Elites, even SH Figure Arts, which are also pretty expensive too. Uh, Storm Collectibles are by far the best. Uh, yeah, and they're they're worth investing in for anyone who wants to. If you only want to have a couple action figures to put on your desk, and you know you don't want to have a huge large collection or anything like that, but you want high level quality action figures, Storm Collectibles are the top of the line. I, I and I've collected so many over the years; they're top of the line. I couldn't agree with you more, man. I. I the one of the things that i was telling like you know one of my you know, one of my buddies you know he's he's dipping his toes in it but he's still kind of like at a distance once he kind of starts seeing dollar signs and stuff like that but dude i shit you not i told him i was like here hold this one and i put um uh a marvel legends in his hand and i said all right i go you you, you get in the fill of it and everything he's all yeah this is cool man then i grabbed my my scorpion storm collectibles put it in his hand and he was just like blown away he was just like holy shit he's like the material the sturdiness the articulation the he's like the feeling he's like this is just and i'm like yeah i go it's a it's it's a huge difference man huge huge difference you know indeed um it's you 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 do get what you pay for with those um it's it's really surprising too. I think for outsiders or you know people who probably collected or had action figures as a kid, and then seeing what it's come to now, uh, like you, you wouldn't believe it. Like the the amount of growth that's happened. But um, yeah, people who forgot about action figures, you know, they thought maybe they thought it was in the vacuum and the time stood still. And now they they've been perfecting it, and <laughs> it's it's, so, it's such a good time to be a collector right now, especially. Oh yeah, definitely, man, definitely. So, dude, I um, I want to get the story. How did how did stop motion start for you? Wow, uh, it started <laughs> about yeah, it was like three years ago. Um, and everything I've ever put is on Instagram, or everything I ever made for the most part is on Instagram, except for a few things that just didn't work out at all. I just deleted. But um, yeah, I, I pretty much what happened was I I got this uh. This tiger mask. Uh, well, I was collecting wrestlers and these UFC figures, um, but I got this tiger mask figure from uh, SH Figure Arts, and then I also got um, is Kanikuman um, Muscle uh, Ultimate Muscle. Do you remember that show uh, as a kid or anything like that? Uh, it's called Ultimate Muscle. Yes, yes, I do. Yeah, so I got I got uh, tiger mask and I got um, Ultimate Muscle, and I got both of those from SH Figure Arts. Uh, and the articulation on those things were far better than anything that I have ever seen. So I would, um, I was like, oh, wow, the, the articulation is great. Um, and at the time, I was actually training to do pro wrestling. Um, and I was learning a lot about pro wrestling. Um, I was in pro wrestling school at this uh, promotion called uh, BCW, Blue Collar Wrestling, um, local over here in Portland, Oregon. And 
yeah, I, I was wanting to, same thing applies. I was like, oh yeah, I learned Brazilian jiu-jitsu with uh, action figures. I can learn pro wrestling with action figures. And, uh, and this time I was like, you know, if I, I feel like I'm pretty decent at posing this stuff. Uh, maybe I should just take pictures. I started taking pictures and I was like, oh yeah, stop motion. I can put them all together and make small movies. And if you go to the, like, to the beginning of my page, um, it's really bad. Like the stop motion I was making back then, I think it was really bad compared to what it is now. But uh, I kept doing it, and I, I really enjoyed doing it. And I was like, "Oh man, I can I can make it look like they're killing each other." So <laughs> I, I slammed them on their heads as hard as I, as hard as I wanted, and I can play with the speed, make it go faster, and it just kind of naturally fell in love with it. Just just playing around, but also trying to learn technical aspects of pro wrestling. Um, and yeah, then it, it from there, yeah, it really snowballed. Um, yeah, that's when I started collecting. Actually, I, I would say I got. I started with the Tiger Mask and uh, uh, Ultimate Muscle, and I, I, I played around with them for a while doing pro wrestling moves. And then when I got Storm Collectibles, uh, uh, Kazuya Mishima and Hayashi Mishima, Hayashi Mishima, uh, that's kind of when I went serious with it. And it's like, uh, I was able to, you know, obviously they were my first, first Storm Collectibles behind this. I had a Scorpion, but I kind of broke it. And uh, that's why I don't have Scorpion anymore. But, uh, yeah, no, it's... Uh, using them, I, I decided, you know, hey, this is pretty good. And people were, were liking it, even though I wasn't doing anything to promote, promote it at the time. Uh, but, yeah, so I, I, I just, I bought a stage for it, like this, uh, this Volt, and from there like people were like really positive saying hey you know this is really good just keep doing this and i was like all right i'm gonna keep doing it and this is just it's where i'm at now dude you're doing some amazing stuff man and then and that's one of the things too because like i'm looking at um oops sorry about that oh. um i'm uh i'm going through your photos and i'm looking at you know just where you started and everything and and dude this is just such a beautiful story because i mean you know you you can see where you start out and where you're ending and dude you you've honed in on your craft i mean the the videos that you're putting out there i was just like oh my god like i had to follow you right away plus you were using figurines that i'm in love with like dude i'm so fucking peanut butter and jelly right now of the mike tyson <laughs> storm collectibles you got the muhammad ali storm collectibles i've got the uh the sagat the street fighter ones i mean you've got some you got some beautiful things going on here the way you bring those to life though talk to me man what what walk walk me through i'm a newbie here walk me through what does it take to put one of these videos together all right uh <laughs> he's like oh man <laughs> Somebody throws something together. I have this Ryu here. And I'm like, okay. Well, I don't want to have Ryu fight someone else from Street Fighter right now. Uh, I like doing crossovers. So uh, I have Ryu and let's say I have uh, John Wick. Uh, all right. I have these two fighters. Uh, so the Eternal Ring system, the idea behind it was I wanted to try to find a way to blend all forms of combat um, into like one package and one stop motion package. Uh, and by that, I mean, like, I, 
I'm like a combat enthusiast. I love war. I'm actually like I, I, I've going through the book of the art of war. I'm going through it slowly because I really respect it. But I'm like deeply, deeply uh, just entranced by by war and combat, and to the point where I wanted to you know do. I wanted to do um, mixed martial arts, but I didn't want to knock anyone out and actually hurt them for real because I don't like the 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 hurting people for real aspect, which is why I transitioned to pro wrestling. Okay. Um, and I was like, yeah, I don't have to hurt people for real. We can simulate it. And we can uh, so and with pro wrestling, I kind of uh, would start getting into choreography and like so I would watch uh, Tony Jaw, Jackie Chan, and really just get into like. Uh, because it's one thing to, to you know, do a stop motion of people just doing moves, but it's another thing for it to be like a believable fight. You know what I mean? And it looks like these guys are like, it's not necessarily obvious that it's uh, that they're action figures. I want to blend it. My my goal was to blend it and make it look like yeah, they're action figures. But after a while, you see them fighting. It's like okay, no, these they're. It kind of blends it to where it, you 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 visualize them as real fighters. And so, like, so learning how to under how understanding how someone can take a hit and show that he's hurt, but still be willing to fight. You know what I mean? And different levels of being hurt, and different and their ability to fight and how they will wear their damage. This is all stuff like like I would study like to like I mean I put in hundreds of hours just kind of studying this in order to use it in pro wrestling, but also to like you know to understand how to make the fight more believable so generally i have a fight they'll they start off obviously they're fresh and but the mentality of the fighters should always be distinct so like the the ultimate goal is to beat your opponent in a fight right but how how someone might go across getting get oh go along getting to that result will vary so some people will if they want to fight, like I'm me personally, if I'm fighting for like for real, I'm a grappler. I'm grappler heavy, grappling heavy. So uh, I would want to start start off fighting from a distance, and then like my game plan start from a distance. And if I can get around, hug them, maybe take them to the ground, and start implementing some jujitsu, then I can win. So I need to have two fighters have different mentalities for how they're going to approach the fight. I got you. I'm following. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, after that, once I have. I'll tell you, when I'm doing actual stop motion, I don't necessarily think ahead more than a couple seconds. Like, more than, like, I, he's going to start off by throwing a punch, and he's going to start off by throwing a kick. And everything that comes from there, I want it to be natural movements. So, if a person is doing something, and another f- a fighter is, uh, is throwing a punch, that I, might, I might have the uh, fighter B stop his motion in order to dodge that punch and then go back in for the, you know, like, and that's called a pull counter. Uh, you see Floyd Mayweather do it. He will, like, uh, he'll be up front, and then the opponent will throw a punch, and he'll dip back quickly, and then as soon as that punch is out of, you know, is, is in range or out of range, he will quickly counter and come back in. It's called pull counters. And, you know, you, you start, I start implementing these uh, to different effects, and I just, just go with the natural movement, at least what I feel is natural in the moment. Does that make sense? Yep, absolutely, dude. I'm I'm following you all the way. How do um so when you're when you're posing these figurines and everything, so kind of give me an idea and, and the listeners what it takes, dude. So like you've got these two figurines, you're you're posing them. Obviously, I I don't 
I hardly know anything about stop motion. Um, but so are you posing, taking shots, and then it rolls into like into a video? Like, how does it? What's? Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, yeah. So uh, right now I'm using um, the stop motion program. It's called um, Dragon Frame. Okay. So, and uh, so pretty much what I do is uh, I, I, I do. I, it takes a lot of time, but I take it picture by picture. So I have one pose. I have it, and I it looks good. I take a picture. I move on. I take a picture. You know, I move them a little bit, move on, take a picture, move it a little bit more, take a picture. Um, and then the program lets me uh, play it back at different speeds, at whatever speed I want it to. So it's picture by picture. And then obviously the accumulation of pictures, I get to adjust the speed. Man, that is crazy. So let me ask you, I'm, I'm looking at this video that you did of penta and ray phoenix okay yeah how how long did that take you uh, that one i think it's about 20 seconds roughly something like that 20 or maybe 30 seconds um i have the formula down to and the growth over i can tell you this oh so the growth over the years to i guess to get a picture of like i guess improvement too the formula that i had was it would take about four hours of work for about eight seconds of footage at around the 12 to 14 frames per second um so about four hours for about eight seconds and as of now i think i can get eight seconds and as little as well depending on how difficult it is when i'm working with let's say something that's relatively easy to work with i can get about eight seconds in about a half hour now kind of comfortably Okay. Um, but the, if it gets more complicated, eight seconds can take as much as two hours. Wow. Man. Yeah. Dude, talking about nothing but respect from me on, 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 on having the love to do that and, and the patience. You know what I mean? That is, dude, that's, that's so fucking cool, man. Absolutely cool. That's, it's a, yeah, it's a lot of <laughs> take a lot of time. Pretty much, I I wake up early in the morning, and like sometimes I wake up like four o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, well, I don't got to do anything until at least nine. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that is cool. I love that. Um, let me ask you. So these uh these backdrops that you have and everything too is that is that a is that a DIY project of your own or is that something that you purchase from uh, someone else who created this. So yeah, so the, I guess a couple of things. So a lot of my stages are DIY. Um, the uh, the vault, the the like the vault background. I got that from a, a website called Extreme Sets, and uh, it's a it's a cardboard box background, and it's just the vault. And I went ahead and added the like the greenery when you see like a lot of nature and grass. I added all that stuff myself, and I added the the ground with the ribbon um and i went through different stages because i like to i like to you know and evolve my set make it more original like my idea was like oh, no one could ever reproduce this so it's like i don't think anyone could ever try to steal it and put it off as their own because it's like no one else has a set like this um so that's kind of what it came down to my uh, my buddy actually made uh, the ground i have for the vault recently out of uh heat he sculpted it and it's amazing 
uh, as for these, uh, the, the new sets I've been working with now, the um, the building that looks like a like project building or whatever. Yeah, these are from um, NECA, and it's the NECA Street Scene Diorama. Uh, and I have three of them side by side. No, side by side by side. Uh, it's uh, I got them from Big Bad Toy Store for about a hundred and ten or hundred and twenty a pop. So they were pretty expensive, but no, I can use. It's a good side scrolling. So I want to do uh, more gunfights and more like military style martial uh, uh, stop motions, as well as having a longer stage for like you know doing long combos and a uh, like Street Fighter combo or Tekken combo. You know. I got you. Yeah. What's the um? What's the what's the whole setup like when you're when you're when you're doing this? You know what I mean. Like, do you store all this stuff away, or do you just got like your stage right there, and that's where you can go to, and then just start making this magic happen? Yeah, I have a I, pretty much the second bedroom we have I have is pretty much set up as my office, and I it's once I built the stage, they're pretty they're there and they're set, so I can just just let it go. Um, I couldn't imagine breaking this stuff down like eventually i want to move and breaking it down and it's going to be a problem actually <laughs> it's very it's very set to with the with the room you know okay right on I, man I this is yeah dude i'm i'm like in here like i'm i gotta stop watching some of these videos because i'm getting mem- mesmerized over here <laughs> oh man i appreciate it uh man i it's cool seeing like, uh, I mean, at one point, you know, doing it for, like, nobody. And it was like, no, no, well, not nobody, but there were a few people watching. And now seeing there's, I have, it's pretty big now. I, I feel like I can go further with it. But it's uh, it's cool putting in all this time and, uh, you know, seeing people's reaction to it after, you know, uh, you know all this time. It's, it's really unbelievable, man. Oh, dude, it's, uh, like I said, I, I, I sent, so uh, my group of buddies, the ones that are that are usually you know on the on the podcast i i put that out to the group and i was like you guys got to check this out and i mean the comments dude they were just like that's fucking unreal that looks badass like some of them were like oh let's go tyson and other ones were kind of like going back and they're like nah let's go ali you know what i mean so they were like you know they were kind of cheering it on the whole thing and you know choosing sides and everything so it was really cool but yeah, um, I told him right away. I was like, I got to try and get this guy on the podcast. I was like, I want to hear his story. I was like, this shit is so cool. So let me ask you, bro, with all these beautiful Storm collectible figurines that you've got, and I know you've got some other, um, you know, some other figurines in here. What, um, sure. what, are, what are some of the ones that you hold dear to your heart? And you're like, you know, come hell or high water, these things are going with me no matter what. Oh, man, there's a few figures I have like that. So... The first two, um, the first one where I got serious into action or into yeah action figure collecting um, was a CM Punk action figure that I have. It's him in his original blue and white attire. I was a big fan of CM Punk. Okay, and he was the first wrestler that I got, and I have him. I'm gonna continue to have him yeah, through Hell or High Water. It's him and Tiger Mask. Those two figures, because Tiger Mask is ultimately what got me into stop motion i wanted to put him over because i love that action figure so much and i love the character so much too uh it's honestly those two would be the top uh beyond that any my storm collectibles from tekken over anything else um uh i'm a big time tekken player like uh in terms of online rank 
uh, I'm a Raijin rank. Uh, I, I had to restart my profile because they corrupted, but I, I went as high as a Raijin rank in uh, Tekken, which is close to Tekken God online. Uh, and I feel like I can make it there, but I'm using Eddie, who's the worst character in the game. But uh, <laughs> and, like legit, he's the worst character in the game. But uh, yeah, so like, in terms of Tekken, like I, um, they, if you've heard, you've been in the action figure community. I'm, I'm sure you've heard of uh, Holy Grail or Grail figures. Holy Grail figures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Tekken figures are my Grail figures as well. So anything from Tekken, I'm going to be. Those are my Hell and High Water figures for sure. Which I have five, so that would be my top five. CM Punk, Tiger Mask, and Jin, Heiachi, and Kazuya. Very cool, man. Very cool. What um so I see you've got some uh some Boba Fats here um from the from the Black series. Are are you you know, is there any chance that we're gonna get to see something done with those ones? Yes. So I have Boba Fett and I have the Mandalorian. Um and so here's the thing. I want to use them with my military uh, um, stop motion that I'm, I'm planning on doing. Okay. So I have them locked and loaded, ready to go. But I just don't know. I don't watch Star Wars. So I don't know anything about these two characters. And I don't know if I should... They look really cool together, and I want to team them up. But I don't know if I team them up, if the community would be like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> they would, you know, I, I, honestly, can I ask you what... Should I team them up or should I have them just fighting each other eternally, you know? Dude, so I'm a huge Mandalorian fan. I've, you know, I've I'm I'm I've watched Star Wars in the past. I'm not the diehard fan. I mean, Star Wars fans, they're pretty they're rough, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're rough. They, they uh, you know, they're pretty hardcore, but I would say if you go from the Mandalorian aspect, you'll be fine because there's a lot of new watchers with the Mandalorian. So you'll be okay on that on on teaming them up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good to that's a, I wanted to, and I think I'm going to have them flying around, and um, well, I want them wrecking the place, but I just, I just didn't know if I should have them together or not. But I, I'm going to, I'm going to go with that. Thank you. Yeah. No problem, man. I'll, I, I promise you, you'll be safe on that. And if anybody tries giving you any shit, send them my way. <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll be the first line of defense. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't watch this. Refer to refer to the funkaholic. Oh man, dude, I've got like so many questions for you. Um, so, 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 you just mentioned, you know, you you when you first started out, it was four hours for eight seconds. It was now, you know, you can do thirty minutes to get the eight seconds that you're looking for and everything. What's What's the longest video that you've ever produced? Uh, so I have two. There's one that's on YouTube right now, and it's my. It's I call it episode zero. Um, I'm sorry, I was just messing with the Mandalorian because you were talking about it, and I put it in my hand like, "Oh, manufacturer is really cool." Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, no. So the t- there's one that I have on Instagram only, but there's one on on YouTube, and it's uh, I think it's like a minute. It's like a minute and thirty long, minute thirty second fight, and in, it's between just a Power Ranger and uh, I forget what else. Just I think a Cobra, a, a, a GI Joe ninja, and I just wanted to put together one full fight from stop to finish in the uh, Eternal Ring style. What I want, what I ultimately wanted it to be, you know. So and it's on YouTube right now. Is Eternal Ring episode zero? Um, I think I saw that. this one. Is the fight going on throughout the house? 
Um, no, no, no. It's in the vault. Place in the vault. Okay. Um. Yeah, yeah. This one is. Yeah, that one's. I think that one is my longest. The other one is. Um, and it's on Instagram, but I didn't add video. Or I haven't added audio yet, and it's not on YouTube. But um, I have a fight between um, from GI Joe's a snake, a snake eye, snake eyes against uh, Nightcrawler from Marvel. Okay. And uh, yeah, I think that fight goes on for I think around the minute thirty mark as well, maybe a little bit more. But uh, yeah, I I I, I got the Nightcrawler. I was like, I want to have him teleport, and he was a teleporting. He he was a teleport, and he would do pro wrestling. So. That fight, I, I really like it. I wish I had better photography at that point, but um, I think it's a good fight. I have people who watch it like it, but yeah. Very cool, man. What are you using when you shoot these? For the longest time, I used my iPhone, and that had a lot of problems with it. Um, right now, and it's, my quality has improved greatly, I'm using a webcam. Okay. Uh, it's a 1080p webcam that I got off Amazon. It's a generic brand. And, uh, yeah, I use uh, the stop-motion program at Dragonframe. Nice. Very cool. Uh, you know, I've, I've come to the conclusion where, you know, I've... So, my, my figure photography, I'm using with my iPhone right now. Mm-hmm. I, I have an itch, and I, and I, and I don't want to scratch it yet because I'm still loving the convenience of my iPhone just being able to carry a figurine with me i see a spot where i think it'll look great and boom i can shoot it and then i can edit right there you know what i mean as opposed to with the cameras you've got a you know these professional cameras you've got to get your shot then you got to you know load it into a program then that's where all the you know the magic happens and you know doing all that so i don't want to get into that because i already know the analytical side of me i'll sit there and i'll it'll i'll obsess too much on trying to get that what i have going on in my head you know what i mean indeed yeah <laughs> like, i gotta tell you that in terms of single shots i think the iphone i still use the iphone for shots for like you know just hey i got this I, I i i just don't use it for stop motion because i'm over it now uh there's just a better way but like in terms of shots i would still use the iphone for most things the iphone is very powerful um it's just only if you want to ever feed that aspect of yourself of the whole, I want to get exactly what I'm looking for, and I want to take my photography to the highest levels, you know? Right. That's when it'd be worth investing in it. But it's like, quite frankly, until you get to that point in your life, uh, I think the iPhone is, is very powerful. Because I, I didn't start using the webcam until it couldn't have been more than like six months. Um, but everything up to a certain point, everything up to a certain point, excuse me, was all on my iPhone. And I think. Uh, if you, as long as you get the lighting correct, if the lighting is not terrible, it's 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 very good. It's um, I, yeah, I I I agree. There's um, you know, uh, one of the things that I love most is you know the feedback that I get. You know, so like if I post a photo or whatever, everyone's just like, oh, you know, that's so. You know, how did you get that shot? And then when you start giving the explanation, they're just like, what? You took it with your cell phone? Are you serious? But the way that they're doing the cameras on these cell phones and, you know, all the different like I've I've actually. So when I first started doing my photos, I was doing all my editing through um, through the Instagram program. Now I've actually changed it up and now I'm actually using the, you know, the the editing program that's 
on the iPhone. And I'm actually having a lot more, like, I guess it's just more, I guess it's, it's, it's easier for me to approve, you know what I mean? And I'm liking what I'm getting from it as opposed to, you know, all the options on Instagram. So on that yeah, one, no, uh, sure. I, you know, it, it's, uh, it, like I said, you know, it's just kind of takes me back into, it's crazy what, you know, what they're doing with these cell phones now. Cause I've, I've got friends at work that they buy these new Samsungs and it's like, I mean, I like the moment they show me the phone, I grab it and I go to the camera right away and I'm just like, let me see this. And then they're just kind of like freaking out. They're like, God damn, I didn't know, you know, my camera could do all this. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, you know, you, you buy this $1,800 phone and you know, you're not getting everything <laughs> out of it. You know, you gotta, you gotta play with it. You gotta, you know, you gotta utilize it. And so, you know, it's funny. I was one of those ones where, you know, I buy this expensive phone. I've always been an uh, an Apple guy, um, but I, I would buy these phones and I would never put the camera to the potential or anything like that, you know? And now that I'm doing, you know, fig photography and kind of dabbing in with other things, like I'll take photos of my dog or I'll take photos outdoors or, you know, things like that. You know, I can, you know, I, I, I know how to get that picture a lot better. Yeah, no, no, for sure. It's, uh, I think it was my brother who my brother was a huge Apple Apple guy. Like I'm an IT guy, you know. I, I'm a I have my custom built PC and I have my laptop and everything. Um, and my brother was like, "Oh man, the iPhone is amazing, man." Which, and uh, I was like, "Man, whatever." But he <laughs> he would he convinced me to buy it. And like what kind of convinced me was uh, he uh, he was showing me the camera. And it was just like, "Man, did you know the camera? It can, it can do this. It can fo- film in these modes and stuff." And uh, I was like, I. I just didn't know this was possible. Like, I was using like a some crappy like Android. It wasn't even there. I, I didn't see it, it worth it to spend the money on a on a high quality phone. But when I did, it, it's like it coincided with you know like oh this iPhone it's amazing and I, I it's just, just like you. I wanted to use the phone, at least the camera, to its top potential. You know what I mean? And when I downloaded that iPhone, that that, that stop motion app, to just just kind of messing around. You know, it's. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, honestly, kind of started. I was kind of just playing around with the camera, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it kind of, kind of how this all started. Really, wow. That is really cool, man. So, dude, we're almost at that time. Um, you know where we where we reach our limit, but um oh, yeah. i want to get Amazing a couple fun, fun podcasts, man. That's it. Oh, dude, I appreciate that. Like, like I told you, man, it's uh. At the time, once you start getting into it and everything, and you and 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 we get the conversation going, the time moves extremely fast, man. It's crazy, and I'm I'm like I'm always having to. I mean, there's times where we record a podcast, I'm like, oh shit, this thing hit the time limit. It literally went on for like over two hours. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I've grown and I've gotten good at you know watching the watching the time. But um, there's a couple of things that I wanted to ask you, man. So sure. you're. Uh, you're a wrestling fan. Are you still, are you still watching WWE or are you kind of swaying over to AEW? Are you watching both? Like, how are things going for you right now in in the wrestling world? So, WWE, I'm eternally mad at. I'm gonna try to keep it short because when it comes to WWE, uh, as someone who's been backstage and was actually in, like, you know, I. Right before I got my job in IT, I was gonna be uh, I was gonna be working to sh- start working shows. I went through five months of grueling hell 
becoming a uh, learning how to do the art of pro wrestling and uh you know once you've taken a hundred months in a night you know you really respect pro wrestlers and what they have to do in order to you know just do that especially on a weekly basis so how wwe treats their talent i don't watch i don't like watching them anymore um i just don't watch wwe they're just off the picture i really like a lot of the matches from nxt and if there's a, an amazing match i'll go and watch it because uh i would go and watch you know, pwg from back in the day and that's pretty much where i would go but as of right now i'm pretty much aew not exclusively because i still love new japan um and i wa- i try to watch as much as they as much as they can as much as i can new japan but uh in terms of what i follow it's uh it's just aew okay right on man who are you loving with aew right now well kenny omega has always been one of my favorites okay um i think his reign could be better i i, I wish they can kind of recreate the magic that they ha- that he had in new japan and i think they can eventually when they start uh, working together um and andrade i'm extremely excited for andrade el idolo i yeah. saw that on friday and i was like oh shit <laughs> yeah, he's ridiculously good and i can i can imagine him without having to work a wwe style match well i mean his matches with gargano were incredible oh and yeah all his matches in the wwe so him and Kenny should have amazing work in the ring, uh, and you still you, then you have Ray Phoenix. Josh, you still there? There yeah, he I is. Guess, yeah, I guess do not disturb doesn't work. I, I, I have it on, and it's it's still on, and it just. A call went through anyway. I, I don't I don't know what to do about that. Oh, dude, you know what? I'm I'm sorry, man. I should have given you the heads up. Um, with iPhones, I don't know if it's like a new update or what the hell they did, but the phone has to be locked. But I know, like when you're talking to me, the phone's active. So that's don't worry about it. We'll get it. We'll get it squared away because I was gonna tell you while you're giving me the you know the you know the, the what you're loving with AEW right now is um dude you got so many stories to tell that i definitely got to get you back on the podcast man so we'll we'll work out all the kings bro you'll you'll be good (laughs) all right yeah no let's do it um we can do a quick i don't know if you wanted to do a quick outro or something uh or if you know it's uh, totally up to you because i can lock it now now that i know uh you can still hear me with a lot right yeah, I think you. Uh, if, yeah, if you lock it, I think you. Uh, I'll still be able to hear you. You should be fine. Actually, you know what? I think it does cause issues. So there, so there's no winning. Can you hear me still? Yeah, there you are. Okay. Wow. So there is no winning. Okay. Well, <laughs> actually, you know what? Next time, I'm just gonna do it from my laptop. There we go. We'll we'll we we'll get it figured out. So on uh on AEW, you were you were telling me that you know there's um you know you you're you're loving Kenny Omega, you're loving that Andrade joined, and then we were just getting ready to talk about Ray Phoenix. That's a that's a wrestler that I'm absolutely in love with, man. Some of the matches I saw him do on AEW, it was just like, holy shit. Yeah, no, the Ray Phoenix is blowing my mind right now. How good he's gotten. Uh, it's really. Yeah, no, he, him and Pac, I really love that tag team, but I, I really want to see Ray Phoenix with a, a, a with a singles title, you know? I think he, he deserves it. 
uh, honestly, I know they put it on Miro, and I really like Miro. I, I really, really like Miro. I love his run with Rusev, but I, I personally thought that the person to put the title on should have been Ray Phoenix. Uh, and I you know I guess it's a matter of keeping talent happy. Uh, but Ray Phoenix is obviously, obviously they're going to meet. They're going to keep the belt on Kenny Omega for quite a while. So. Yeah, no, Ray Phoenix, he needs belts. And because that dude's on a whole nother level. And he needs to be featured more because he's, uh, you know, he's on that level. Oh, yeah, definitely. I um, I couldn't agree with you more. What, um, so it's funny, bro. Actually, before we, before we started this podcast, I was talking with Sal and we were talking, you know, we were talking a little bit of AEW. Let me ask you. Who do you want to see Andrade beefing with or just building some 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 beautiful matches with on AEW right now? Oh, man, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> it threw us I, back for a minute. We had to think about this one. <laughs> yeah, no. So I'm pretty sure they're going to have a feud with Kenny first, and that should, that should be great. Um, you know, he would obviously have really great matches with Ray Phoenix, but I, I'm pretty sure that's been done a lot of times. So... But I think he can mix it up. I think him him mixing it up with Pac would be great. Um, I'm I'm sure he can do some good some great matches with Moxley as well. But uh, in terms of him working like this super fast style matches, uh, I think him and Pac would actually probably put together some really really good stuff. Uh, uh, man, in terms of man, there's a lot of people you could work with in AEW. Their roster is deep, you know. Right. Yeah, no, there's a lot of people. Him and Ray Phoenix would be good too. Uh, and then, you know, I imagine—I uh, wouldn't want to say Eddie Kingston, but I mean, it would be good. But I, I'm pretty sure you would want like something high, highest levels, you know? Right. Uh, probably him and Kenny would be the best. I think they're—I uh, think they would work off each other extremely well. So. Them immediately putting them in the, in there with Kenny, I think that's the best bet. But after that, maybe you would need someone like a Pac or Phoenix or someone else that's like crazy athletic, you know? Absolutely, I think they would make. Uh, I think they would make a really great match. Um, I was even thinking Penta. I was like, Bud, you know, I when yeah. you said it's possible, you know, probably been done before. I think for the new eyes, for you know, for these new followers that AEW has and stuff like that, I think them putting on a match like that would be beautiful. You know, just to yeah. just to show what these guys can do and show what you know what what lucha can do. You know what I mean? Because some of these dudes, man, you watch those lucha matches and Jesus, it's like every moment is like an oh shit moment. You know? Right? Yeah. That's, that's a good. That's a good point. Um, there's a lot of new eyes and. To see, I guess, traditional lucha would be revolutionary. I remember the first time I saw real lucha uh, after getting into pro wrestling. I was like, oh, my gosh, these guys are, what is this? Right. (laughs) It's like crazy acrobatics. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. Um, Let me, uh, oh, so you put a post out there that I was like, yeah, I already know where this guy's going. And and I knew you were, you know, you were, uh, you were, you were my style, but, um, Give me your feelings, Josh, on this whole, uh, uh, I always get them confused. One of the Pauls and, uh, and Floyd Mayweather, bro. Like, what do you, you know, give me your thoughts yeah. on this. What did you think of it? Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather. So 
there's some kind of work going on. Uh, so what should have happened? What what should have happened was Floyd Mayweather should have killed him in the first couple rounds. Right. Um, he should have, and there was no reason for. I mean, I can understand him feeling him out in the first round, just you know, and then the second round get him tired. But he was clearly tired by the third round enough for Floyd Mayweather, who's the best freaking ever, to knock him out because, like you know, it, 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 <laughs> he's the best ever. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't want to hear it. So I, what I think it happened, I have a conspiracy. All right, my conspiracy is he looked at the betting odds and said, "Well, I'm not going to lose." So what has the what round like if it's knockout like what round has the best odds or the decision? Okay, so decision has the best odds. No one thinks he could go the distance with me. That makes sense. I'm gonna put a hundred thousand dollars or a hundred million dollar bet or whatever. However crazy Floyd Mayweather, you know, he could put as much as he wanted. I'm gonna put that much on uh, a, a decision, and I'm just gonna carry him to a decision, and then I'm gonna say he did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Um, one of the first things I heard from you is you're like, it's a work. And I'm like, oh, I already know where he's going. And I love that, dude, because I got the same feeling. I was not excited about this when I heard that this was signed. I was just like, I I hold boxing dear in my heart. That's one of my, you know, one of my sports growing up. I dabbed a little bit in it, too. Um, you know, that was that was something that me and my, you know, me and my dad used to sit down and and, you know, just watch, you know, the golden years. I was very spoiled in the late 80s, early 90s of uh, of boxing. And, you know, it's uh, to watch where it's going right now and where where it's evolved to. I always knew promoters were going to destroy it, which is exactly what's happening. But now where it's kind of going, you know, this these YouTube sensations and I call it like um it's it's almost like you know mtv recreated you know this celebrity death match you know except you know for me death match means that my 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 sport that i love so much and hold dear to my heart is is what's dying you know what i mean yeah um it i i wasn't gonna pay 50 dollars to see it i didn't even bother streaming it i was like i'll just wait till the reports come out and stuff like that um I know Mayweather's always been about his money, you know, and like I said, the dude has a God-given talent, and I've seen him in so many fights where I'm just like, dude, you know, like, I, I'd say the one that had, like, the most hype but the biggest disappointment ever was when he fought Manny Pacquiao. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Manny was on fire, Mayweather has always been on fire, and it was just like, you know, we had Godzilla and King Kong going up against each other, and it just did not pan out, you know. Then we get the stories afterwards where Pacquiao wanted a cortisone shot because he tore something in his shoulder. And then just all this controversy starts coming up. And I'm just like, you know what? Forget it. Let's just enjoy it for the science and and, and move on from there. But when they start doing this shit, that's where I draw the line. And I'm just like, you know what? I just... You know, stop putting a black mark on on the sport that I love. You know what I mean? Let's let's. Uh, I'm hoping they can bring it back to life. I don't know. I mean, there's. It's gonna be really hard with the UFC out there. Exactly. It's uh well not so not only that but there's like there's like five different uh, major organizations that have championship belts and uh in boxing and there's like a trillion weight classes so you have like a trillion belts. So you'll see everyone walking around. You see a bunch of people walking around. You've never heard of him, but he has like four, four belts. 
But I mean, I don't follow boxing as as closely as I used to. I, I mean, I follow MMA a lot more closely now. Is it? But uh, I used to like really like boxing. But in terms of the amount of belts and the amount of champions and the amount of weight classes, you know, it's, it's hard to it's hard to build new names. You know what I mean? Uh, it, it's just it's just really hard to. And not only that, but so many fighters are protected nowadays. There's so many dream matches that should happen in boxing that just don't happen for some reason. Anthony Johnson, Josh, uh, Anthony Joshua versus Deontay Wilder. Why has that not happened? Exactly, exactly. And they, and they just and they just can, and they're just gonna let years fly off the calendar till they're off their out of their prime, and then put it together, and the match is gonna be trash because they're not in their prime anymore. And what was the point? Yeah, no, there's not gonna be any love for it, and. And that's one of the biggest things, man, is, you know, these promoters talk all this shit in the world saying, like, we want to get the best fights for the fighters. Well, the best fight is staring them in the face, but because you don't like the dollar amount that's set on it or, you know, you guys can't agree to this 60-40, you know, 70-30 or, you know, ticket sales, all this other shit, the fight totally blows apart, you know, and it's it's a, it's a disgusting thing. I, I couldn't agree with you more, bro. Like, it's... That's a fight that the fans have been dying for. They're screaming for it, and they won't give it to them. Yeah, no, it's and it, it, I mean there are problems on both ends because you know you have boxers that want way too much money, but then you have MMA fighters who aren't making enough. Yeah, uh, and it's I I think you know I don't know what the answer would be to this problem. You know, uh, it's just it, it, combat sports are in a very weird period now, and I just hope it all works out for the best. It's just. There's you got two extremes happening at once, and you know if both of them can just find a middle ground, they can just do business, you know. Right. Just do business, and everyone will be happy. Dude, good luck to Dana White right now. Once these MMA fighters see what Mayweather <laughs> and Logan just pulled in, I mean, shit. Ocho Cinco made a million dollars for fighting for what was it, eight minutes? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, Francis. So there's a tweet from Francis Ngannou. Apparently, I think it's real. But um, Francis Ngannou, who's the heavyweight champion right now, uh, and he's hot, obviously. You, if you've heard of Francis Ngannou, yeah, he is, he is a huge deal right now in the UFC. And he said, Logan Paul just got paid $20 million for, eight, for an exhibition match. What are we doing? I did see that. I did see yeah. that in Bleacher Report. And I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, That's your heavyweight champion, Dana. <laughs> yep. Dana. Oh, yeah, exactly, Dana. <laughs> I don't know how he's going to justify this one, man. I mean, I'm sure he's got to be fielding calls of pissed off fighters like, dude, this guy just got 20 million. I haven't even seen 20 million. You know what I mean? I'm I'm scratching the million mark or maybe 2 million mark, but it's uh yeah. it's going to be interesting to see what he does or what he comes up with. I you know, Dana White's a very stubborn dude. Um I you know, I hope he does the right thing. Like I hope he pays John Jones uh, whatever he needs to fight Francis Ngannou because that is obviously the match to make. Um, but Fr- John Jones, he's been champion for a long time, never lost, really, never lost. Um, and like you know, he said, you know, I want, I want this payday. I've been fighting all these years. I'm moving up to heavyweight. This is obviously a big money fight. Pay me big money. I think you should pay him. Yeah, because you're gonna, you're gonna make more in the, in the fight to just, just pay him absolutely oh i i know dana's got to be in the hot seat because the other thing i mean i've i've fallen in love with um bare knuckle boxing yeah and the the guy that owns it and runs it actually started a pension for his fighters 
Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, something that's unheard of, you know what I mean? And a lot of these MMA fighters are actually going into bare knuckle boxing. This Yeah, Paige Van Zant moved over. Yeah, that was a mm-hmm. bit high profile one recently. Yeah. Oh, dude, there's a, like, I, uh, it was crazy. I, I, I was watching one probably about two or three uh, pay-per-views ago. And I shit you not, dude, I recognized, um, I, I recognized like at least four or five fighters that were on the card. Oh uh, yeah. No, yeah, you're right. No, there's a, there's a bunch of them over there now. Um, I, cause I watch it every, I don't follow it, but every time I, you know, I, I see it around I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to click it. You know, I'm going to watch it. And I know Chris Lieben was, was over there yep. and, uh, Melvin Gillard uh, came in there. Melvin Gillard is over there. Yeah. Oh, Melvin Gillard's over there. <laughs> how's he doing? He's, uh. He's doing all right. He's uh he's holding his own. Um, I I want to say the first fight that I saw him in, he didn't do too well. The uh, I think it was a stoppage, but uh, the second one he came back in better shape and everything, and uh and and he handled his business. Good stuff, man. He has a lot of miles on him. Oh yeah, that's why I freaked out when I saw him. Uh, the other dude in there that's real big right now is um, Garcia. Uh, I can't think of his first name. He was a he was a WEC star. Uh, um, shit. Why can't oh, I think wait, of hold up. Is it a lightweight guy? Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Oh, what is his first name? Uh, let me see. Oh, man, dude, you're going to have to go to, we're going to have to go to Google. All right. And I'm, a, I'm afraid to do that because I don't want to mess up this podcast. Wait, I'm Is it like Leonard? Leonard Garcia. Oh. Thank you. Leonard there Garcia. it is. Yeah. Yes. Oh, he's over there now. I dude. didn't know that. He is putting on fucking amazing fights, dude. Like, literally, like, I pulled my buddy in, Jonathan, because he, you know, he's always loved boxing, you know, and he's, you know, he's he's dabbed a little bit into it, too. And he does, you know, he got into MMA and everything, too, so he was doing that. But, dude, the moment I showed him a Leonard Garcia fight and bare-knuckle boxing, dude, literally, me and him were, like, standing up just cheering this fucking fight on and like i shit you not dude these guys are fighting like wars in there man oh man dude i have to check him out now i i didn't know he was over there but i remember that dude he used to just man his style seems perfect for bare knuckle fighting <laughs> oh yeah he dude he gets in there and he just wants to bang you know what i mean i mean it it's yeah it's basically a controlled street fight you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and you've got guys that, you know, that that got some some training behind them. You know what I mean? So it's uh it's it's bloody, dude. I'll tell you that much. Like there's there's a oh one of the things, dude, that I was so happy about, but it kind of like, you know, bothered me for boxing, but Polly Malinaji came in and fought one of um Oh, um, oh Artem Lobov. Yes, Artem Lobov. And dude, Lobov just took it to him, and then Polly pulls the same shit that he always does. Is oh, I just you know I I uh, I think I fucked up my wrist, you know, while the mat- while the fight was going on, and you know I had to pull back on some of my punches, and it's just like the dude's full of excuses, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just it's like yeah, bro, it's like humble yourself. You came in, you got your ass kicked. Move on with your life. Yeah, no, that's. Yeah, uh, Polly Malinaji, you know, the, the boxing guys, man, they have a whole lot of pride, you know. It's like, uh, you know, I, I feel like uh, they just have a lot of pride. You know, they, they a lot of them can be gracious in defeat, but I never really follow Polly Malinaji, you know. Uh, 
I've, he was probably boxing around the time when, like, I know he's big in the boxing realm and everything, but uh, I, I never really watched any of his fights. So, um, I mean, you tell me that I got him losing to Artem Lobov. I was like, I can be a, that can't be a, a great blow for boxing fans. You know what I mean? Because Artem Lobov in the MMA world, he's he's just he's just considered good. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's like I mean, he's friends with conor mcgregor but you know other than that he's he's good but you know that's that's just it so i can imagine and the the excuses though that just makes it so much worse oh yeah absolutely man like it, it you know i i i just sat there and i'm like dude just take your lickings and move on man like i would actually have so much more respect for you if you would you know just say hey i came in um i tried he kicked my ass I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go on to the next thing that I'm going to try and, you know, get paid for. But nah, he yeah. just, he put his excuses out there. He gave some respect to, to bare knuckle boxing, but you know, it was just a, oh. it was just a real dirtbag move and that's what he's known for. I I hate it. I, I really hate it. I also, man, uh, well, I, uh, well, I will say if there's uh, one thing I can say, because you, you you tell me about Leonard Garcia fights, and I'm like, all right, because now I know I'm going to look that up. Um, but there, if there's one fight I can leave for you, uh, and you can watch it, and I, I will say it was one of the most entertaining and intense fights I think I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and I, if I, I'll share it with you, if you, if you don't mind. Um, you ever watch Muay Thai? Dude, uh years ago i haven't i haven't looked up anything new on mutai it's been a it's been a long time since since i watched something on that okay no i so like i'm not in terms of stand-up style i i, I would uh i would use muay thai if i was doing you know in terms of just fighting like personally so you know i would study muay thai and i've always i've always watched it never followed it too hard but um one championships over in uh, i think it's in china uh they're putting on these muay thai fights and there's this, this guy, this one fight, there's two of them. I can check out both of their fights. They're both ridiculously good. Okay. But, uh, their first fight. It's a guy named Rod Tang, whatever the hell. It's, it's <laughs> R-O-D-T-A-N-G. Rod, Rod Tang, all right? Okay. Weird name. Versus Jonathan Haggerty. Jonathan Haggerty. I'm telling you, the, the, the presentation, listen to it. Make sure you have the sound up, too, because... In one championship, when they have the Muay Thai fights going, they have like a continual drum beat that kind of sounds like a heartbeat going okay. as the round is. And like when it's in the final minute, the heartbeat will go faster. It'll go boom, 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 boom. And then it'll go boom, 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 like that. And it, it adds so much. But they, they, these guys, Muay Thai is such a brutal sport in and of itself. But these guys are like, it's a championship Muay Thai fight. And they are, I, I consider them like, it's almost like watching like like Muay Thai gods going at it. All right, that's how I put this fight. All right, this is like like two perfectly different styles of Muay Thai. Um, one being super technical, and the other one being kind of a brawler. Um, and it's it's just so amazing these fights. It, 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 to the viewers, anyone out there, just just go and watch that fight. One championship, Brad Tang versus Jonathan Haggerty. I promise you you will you're, you're gonna feel it all right it's it's such a great fight and you never believe people can hit so hard i'm gonna i'm definitely dude you've got my attention i'm definitely gonna look this up can i find it on youtube 
Yes, it's on YouTube. I think both fights are on YouTube. Okay, uh, sweet. Yeah, and then oh man, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, dude, you definitely got my attention, man. I'm I'm gonna check this out. <laughs> Good stuff, man. And I'm, I'm I'm about to look up. Uh, I'm hoping I can find him on YouTube. I'm uh, Leonard Garcia. I, I, that's my boy. So I'm gonna look him up too. Dude, watch him after this podcast. Another cool thing that Bare Knuckle Boxing is doing. Like I said, I'm a huge fan. Um, if you follow their Instagram, they will release, um, when they have a pay-per-view come up, they put the prelims on Instagram. Oh. Yeah. And dude, there's some really great fucking fights on there. Like, you're just like, uh, this should be the championship fight. This shouldn't be the prelim. <laughs> I did it. All right. Man, yeah. No, I'm going to watch it. I love every time I watch uh, Bare Knuckle, I watch her highlights and stuff. I'm like, man, this stuff. Is crazy. Yeah. I can only imagine how much that hurts. Oh, dude. This literally, this last pay per view that they put on, um, I believe there was 12, 12 to 15 fights on there. 13 were by knockout. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're only paying five. I, I only pay five bucks a month. And I mean, dude, the quality there for the price that I paid, I mean, that's untouchable. You know what five I mean? Five bucks a month. That's so doable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How often do they put on shows, you know? Um, they usually have either a, on a on a good month, they'll have two of them. If okay. not, they have one um, at least once a month. Yeah. Okay. That's good. That's good. I'm going to have to check out their service because, uh, yeah, I see something you can kill an afternoon with. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. And they got one coming up on June 26th. And I was going to tell you, um, Riggs and Alvis are on this card. Uh, wait. Uh, Joe Riggs and Joe Riggs and, Alves? yes sir. Whoa, man! Freaking blast from the past. Oh my <laughs> and God. I think um, I think Beltron used to be uh be an old school Joe MMA Beltran. fighter. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. He's a uh, he's the bare knuckle boxing uh, heavyweight champion right now. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? That dude was uh he was in like I think fucking freaking Bellator or uh Strike Force. I think he was Strike Force. I think he was Strike Force. Yeah, he I remember watching him getting slumped left and right. He's a heavyweight champion. Yeah, dude, he's putting it down right now, man. I mean he looks so out of shape, but I mean he puts it down. <laughs> All right, yeah, you convinced me, man. I gotta check this out. All right, <laughs> like I said, do five dollars. It couldn't hurt. <laughs> no, yeah, no, that's oh my gosh, I gotta see Joe Beltran, the heavyweight champion. I think that that's blowing my mind right now. Whoa! <laughs> wow. Oh man, Josh, just like that. <laughs> Woo! The boxing oh, bell man. has hit, and the fight so is over, fun. man. Dude, from the bottom of my heart, I cannot thank you so much. For coming on this podcast and also bro nothing but um the best wishes and health um to when that stork flies in and brings yeah. that new blessing to you bro so thank um, you man nothing but you know um uh, like i said blessings and nothing but great health for both baby and mama so yeah no thank you man thank you for having me on this podcast this is it's so fun and this is you know a huge deal. It's like yeah, I, I I love it. And I uh, I greatly appreciate it, man. It's one of the, this is a highlight of, of my life, man. So I, I greatly appreciate you, man. I, I I hope we can do this again. Oh, dude, absolutely, yeah, man. Yeah. I'm gonna bring you back because, like I said, there's so many more stories that that you can tell, and I've got so many ideas to bringing those out. So I will definitely be touching base with you. But uh, Josh, yeah. tell tell the Funkaholics fans how they can find you. 
All right. Well, I'm on Insta or I'm on Instagram. Yeah, it's Eternal Ring Stop Motion. I'm on YouTube under Eternal Ring. I think it's just Eternal Ring Stop Motion. I should know my own channel by now. But uh, yeah, you can find me in Eternal Ring and uh, yeah, Instagram Stop Motion. Instagram's where I'm at mostly. Awesome, man. Ladies and gentlemen, that is all that we have for you in this episode. But thank you so much to Josh for being on here and giving us his story and giving us his time. You know where to find him. We'll plug him in when we put the uh when we put the plug out there for the the new episode when this will be releasing you guys know how to find us we are on all major podcast platforms i'm not gonna go down the list but one if you do listen to apple Podcasts, five star rating we absolutely do appreciate it and it allows us to do more and bring more stories out here just like the one that you just heard i am your host nando t we will see you very soon <laughs>